I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There are no Pikachu that you can get in black and white. No. You have have to do a Poke Transfer or Dream World. I remember thinking you could not get the mascot in black and white. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! It's Pucko! Pucko! It's Pucko! Pucko! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah. Let's go! Grab your friends, it's that time again. again. Listen to the show with a phone and never bends. It's Pucko. Pucko! Oh yeah. Pucko! Your host, Drink Dash, and your co-host, and welcome to the 356th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with none other than the uh, than the man who dodged the hurricane himself, Gator. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We didn't dodge the last one. This is just karma. You know, you got to spread those things around. You got to spread it around, right? Yeah. <laughs> Some blind could say the same thing, you know? That's, That's true. true. That's true. Yeah. Somebody asked me if you were underwater. I'm like, no. The hurricane hit South Carolina. <laughs> and That's a completely different state. <laughs> completely different state. I'm just like, he's fine. Like, it's, it didn't hit Florida at all. Florida, Florida missed out on this one. I think it was early projections, though. It was supposed to hit Florida. They're always in the cone of projection. Like, mm-hmm. it's the thing about hurricanes. You don't even start to worry about it anymore once you're a Floridian. Like, after your first <laughs> one, you're like, eh. It's, the most inconvenient thing is the power, you know? Yeah, that's true. You just charge up your power bank beforehand and then just sit, sit, sit and hold it tight until the power comes back. And then, of course, we've got none other than the Sublime Manic here today as well. I don't have a good introduction for you today because you're just here all the time. Oh, am I? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't have a good one for you. I just, I just don't. It's just not going to happen. I have a great one. You guys know that this is a man who teaches for America? Not just America. <laughs> I mean, his students in his classroom in particular. Okay? This is somebody that works hard. And for all you children's out there that are still in school... You know, this is guaranteed. You have to listen to Sublime. He's a teacher, so that's true. There you go. He and is I a do teacher. He says, "Mm-hmm." You gotta teach them kids about the Pokemans. Them children. Them children. We have a lot of teachers on the podcast. Snag, Sublime. Um, 
That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah, uh, I was like, <laughs> who else? <laughs> I like to think of myself as a teacher. You're a life <laughs> teacher. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm here to give lessons in Pokemon, but also in love. So stay tuned. <laughs> I like to think that we teach every week. We teach people about Pokemans and they get, they get almost better at their Pokemon knowledge, or at least have a good time for an hour and a half while they're listening to this in their car or an hour because they didn't listen to the mailbag or 46 minutes. If you're listening to it on one and a half times speed, we'll tip everybody. <laughs> Make us sound oh my like gosh, fun fact. After Gator suggested listening to podcasts at an accelerated speed, I feel like I listen to substantially more podcasts. It really mm. works. And like I'm listening to you guys now talking to you guys. It sounds so different than what I'm usually listening to you guys. <laughs> because most of our interactions with each other are over messaging. And the only time we always get together for voice is when we record. So yep. everything just sounds slowed down in my brain. And it's really trippy, guys. Just saying. <laughs> Well, before we continue, welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Uh, Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League. And we talk everything from the video game to the trading card game to even Magikarp Jump, the dead game on iOS and Android that I guess you can play, right? It's still You can still play it. You can still download it. They just don't support it anymore. It's abandonware. It's just nothing new is going to happen. You can level up your Magikarp and jump a lot and... Wait to eat more berries with your magic carp and level it up. It's a it's it's an okay game. If you like hanging out with a fish, it's a really good game. So if you want to do that. But welcome to the show. We have a good time for you guys today. We've got plenty of stuff planned out, a good topic. I'm really excited. I like doing these early morning recordings with you guys like we have been doing lately. It I feel energized, I feel happy. And then I realize I have to edit the show for like three hours afterwards, but it's okay. So, <laughs> so without further ado, though, let's go ahead and walk into what's up with you guys and how you've been lately. Because Gator, it's been a while since you've been on the main show. Um, yeah, yeah, I was on the TCG cast yeah. for our last review. It looks like we have another review coming out this week, so stay tuned for that, guys. Um, talking about the uh, new dragon set that came out, our special set for the TCG. But other than that, I've just been uh, playing, mostly just playing Pokemon Go. My boycott is over. The uh, one of the updates fixed my Go Plus. Oh, did it? I I, w- I was looking for that because I heard that there was something about the Go Plus not getting fixed, and I was like, oh man, because I have a Go Plus, I just don't use it. Like I should. No, be. I. Uh, uh, it wasn't connecting. It was having connection issues, and then one day I tried it again, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's working. So I'm back to playing. That's good. Sending out my gifts. You know, That's the gym cool. at my work didn't change, so now I can still get, you know, all my gifts sent out and then restock and then send them all out again. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I know. And that. if you guys are uh, interested in being friends on Pokemon Go, Professor Stag set up a um, sign-up sheet on our Discord channel. So if you head over to the Discord, you can hang out with us and, you know, find some Pokemon Go friends, especially with that challenge that they have now where you need to add three new friends. Yeah, you have to add new three friends three new friends and then you have to i think um you have to send 20 gifts at some point for the celebi quest and i think there might be something else where you have to open x number of gifts so definitely watch out for that it behooves you (laughs) yes you absolutely should i mean gifts are also great because it's like a free pokestop spin just by opening this and right now they've got um we should talk about this more in the news but right now they've got a thing going on if you get an egg from a gift it's got a chance to hatch into a regional Pokemon from the Kanto decks. 
So you can get Kangaskhan, Farfetch, Tauros, and Mr. Mime from those eggs. But like like a 12.5% chance for yes. any one of those Yeah, divided by four. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yes, this is true. But I mean, it can still happen, which is better than nothing. Except then they added Tangela and something else to the pool. So yeah. now it's BS. Dianic needs to fix it. This is dumb because yeah. you've still got all of the Alolan regionals in there too. So mm-hmm. you've got Alolan region Pokemon, you've got the exclusive regionals, and then you've got um, the, the two randos that they threw in. And now you can't pull anything. I have yet to hatch a Kangaskhan, which is the only one I need because I traded Fluffiest for Mr. Mime. I got the Farfetch from the other event, and I found a Tauros when I went up to Ohio. So I just need a Kangaskhan. <laughs> just give me a Kangaskhan. And I just need Kangaskhan and Farfetch'd. That's all I need. And then I'm oh, I have tempted. Farfetch'd. Let's trade something next year. Oh, we should. Or maybe I'll just go. come down to San Antonio. Right. Is there is there True, a regional? come down for Pack South. Pack South. Is there a regional happening down in Texas anytime soon? I don't think so. Mm, not I think really. yeah, There'll be the one in Dallas, but like Yeah, that's far away. Yeah, but you might as well be like in another state. Yeah, honestly. How about you, Sublime? What you been up to lately? Let me tell you, this is remember your semester when you were getting your PhD, that last semester. Oh yeah, that was awful. Yeah, that's my life right now because <laughs> um, it's my last semester of grad school for my master's degree. I have to do a internship of 160 hours on top of everything else I do. Oh. Uh, yeah, right. Just let's start with that. I'm in a fellowship that uh, is writing a document that we're presenting to the Texas legislature for some recommendations for education policy. Um, yeah. I have no time, it feels like. <laughs> so there's not a lot of Pokemon happening, unfortunately. Man, I try I to that. get my catch of the day every day and go. And today will be my seven-day streak. So there's that. That's good. That's something. Yeah. yeah. You got that going for you. I've been... Do you have spawns at your place? Does it make it easier? Do I have what at my place? I Any spawns? have a gym across, the, like, two streets down. Mm. But no spawn points? No, no. Yeah, I've got like two spawn points outside of this apartment, so I can that's usually nice. get the catch of the day. That's nice. I mean, if I walk over to the gym, there will be something by it, and that usually works. But um, I did catch a wild Snorlax the other day. Oh, that's And crazy. a wild Chansey. With- well, that's because that there's the Kanto event going on. My wife told me she just caught like three Chansey the other day. Snorlax was before the Kanto event. I caught okay. Chansey on Kanto. But before uh, before Kanto was Snorlax, so I was pretty excited about that. It's a really bad one, but it's still <laughs> Snorlax. Like, yeah, someone else might want it, you know. Exactly. Now, now with trading, and my fiance is living with me now from Japan, so I've spent a lot of time transferring her all the Larvitar I caught on Community Day and getting three candy apiece for them. Yeah. And it works for her because then she can just burn the Larvitar and get the stuff. But she got two lucky Larvitar out of all of the trades. Yeah, so. it's not too bad to get lucky Pokemon. I'm surprised at the frequency they happen. Uh, given the track record of Niantic doing low spawn thing spawns for some Pokemon and low, like we were talking about, um, chances with eggs and stuff like that. I'm really surprised with how common lucky Pokemon are. It blows my mind. Uh, as for me, I was working on... I finished my Crystal Nuzlocke finally, so that was nice. Yay! What was your final team? Uh, that's a good question. I don't remember. Um, there was a uh, Typhlosion, um, because it was fun to use Typhlosion for once. And then there was, uh, Umbreon and a Piloswine because Piloswine's cool. 
And Earthquake is really hard to get in that game in general. Like, you just get the TM, and then you have to give it to something and pray. Um, uh, Gyarados, and then what else? I don't remember. I remember those four. So take that. Well, there you go. (laughs) And by finish your Crystal Nuzlocke, does that mean you beat the Elite Four? Uh, Or you went all through Kanto as well? All the way through Kanto. Oh, wow. That's impressive, then. Yeah, I finished the whole thing. The whole shebang. Just to go through and play through the game and get the Celebi and whatnot. Uh, because on the Virtual Console, you can get Celebi. It's the only way to get shiny Celebi, turns out. You can uh, go and get it through Crystal version on the Virtual Console. Ten bucks. Also, if you get it from Amazon, there's like a cool 3DS theme that comes with it. I would suggest people get and send That's to me because I didn't buy it on Amazon. confusing. How do you get it through Amazon for your Virtual Console? So... <laughs> Pretty much what happens is you go and you buy it on Amazon, and then they send you a code. Okay. And then you go to the eShop, and you type in the code, you download the game. It's Because you can go to GameStop and buy these games for Virtual Console as well, and it's stupid. That is like, then why are you even using the Virtual Console? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, uh, it's sure. so your grandma can go and buy you. Essentially, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, I suppose that works. Hmm. I noticed that they did. Uh, they have like really cool sh- like cards for it too. If you purchase it for, if you purchase like Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon for the eShop, if you go and buy that at a at a retail location like Target or something, they have like really cool cards that come with it. And it's just, I mean, it looks kind of cool. I wouldn't spend forty dollars just for the card, but it looks cool. So take that for what it is. Uh, other than that, I mean, I started the new Nuzlocke on Emerald. Um, with my fancy Game Boy, and then I, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much been my week. I've been working on some other stuff. Uh, I've been working a lot on Twitch. I'm gonna hopefully get that rolling really high quality soon with Jushiro, and I think Shamu. We finally got Shamu's capture card fixed, so that's gonna hopefully start producing some more content. I'm really excited for that. With that, though, are you expecting it to spontaneously produce content, or is Shamu going to be participating? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. I think Shamu's going to. I think Shamu's going to participate. We'll see, though. <laughs> we'll see. But that's going to be it. We're going to kick it on over, though, guys, to the news. So let's cue that epic music. <laughs> And welcome to the news. In the news, we have several things, and probably the most frustrating experience for all of us who already own a Nintendo Switch is that Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee are getting their own special edition Nintendo Switch console. It's like one of the first special edition Nintendo Switches as well. Like, I know we had the Mario Odyssey bundle, which really wasn't that cool. It was just red Joy-Cons. And same with Splatoon. You just got these purple and green Joy-Cons for a Switch. But this one's legitimately a theme system. It's the first one. Um, they're doing it also with Super Smash Brothers, but we're not a Smash Brothers podcast. We're a Pokemon podcast. And you get this sweet dock with a Pikachu and an Eevee on the front. The Switch itself has a bunch of Eevee and Pikachu sil- silhouettes. And you get these cool brown and yellow Joy-Cons that come with wrist straps that make it look like Pikachu and Eevee. It's just fantastic. And I really want those Joy-Cons. They are being sold separately in Japan. And it's it's just crazy. It's coming with uh, Pokeball Go Plus as well. 
and also a copy of Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee. I think just a download code. They're probably not going to give you a hard copy. And it also comes with a 90-day subscription to the new Nintendo Switch Online service, which we can just gripe about uh, on our own. I understand that I understand paying for it, and I'm okay paying for it, but just the fact that they're just like, yeah, it's got all this extra stuff, and it doesn't really. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's whatever. Go, go you, Nintendo. So, moving on, though, to pokemon go there's so much pokemon go news first of all there's i believe is it just like a canto fest going on for the next week or so oh until september 30th yes yeah yes it's uh because we also have the legendary birds in the raid and i believe starting from september 20th mewtwo is going to be just a regular raid boss and not a uh, ex raid boss which is interesting um i did hear that that mewtwo will be weaker but I mean, who cares? It's still it's, a Mewtwo. It's, it fills out the deck. Hyper Beam and Shadow Ball are going to be exclusive to the ones that you caught in the EX oh, range. Oh, interesting. So if you're Shadow Ball is a, like probably the best neutral DPS um, on uh, Mewtwo if you want a journalist attacker. So you know if you don't have the Shadow Ball one, I would be using your char- uh, charge TMs as fast as possible to uh, snag the shadow ball before it's too late interesting uh, hyper beat sucks so don't use hyper <laughs> you're not wrong and then also we were talking about this earlier but you can from the seven kilometer eggs from gifts from friends there's a chance to get the regional pokemon as well the kanto regional pokemon i should say until the end of september so, i got one the other day so here's hoping here's hoping i just need a kangaskhan and a farfetch man that's all i need but you know everyone's gonna hatch taurus everyone's gonna hatch Taurus. oh no i'm guarantee you i'm like the first thing that's gonna it's either gonna be taurus 90 percent of the eggs will be taurus it's gonna be taurus or mr mime i guarantee you that's gonna be one of the things i hatch it's gonna be something that i already have mm-hmm. and, it's gonna yeah it's gonna be tangela it's gonna be tangela yeah why is that in there i don't even understand yeah, I, don't, I don't know either. Like, they could have at least put, like, a Dratini or Snorlax or something. Like, something you wouldn't be disappointed to bust a 7K egg open and find. But yeah. a Tangela? Really? It was Tangela and something else. I forget what the other trash one was, but it was another trash Pokemon. I wonder it if it's garbage. It, I wonder if it's one of the Pokemon that gained an evolution in Gen 4. Yeah, I actually low-key wouldn't be mad about a Tangela just because I would need a lot of candy for Tang growth. Yeah, that's the only thing I'm wondering. If they're doing stuff like that because you get the Gen 1 Pokemon that can evolve later on, and then you end up with enough candy so you can evolve later on Gen 4. Porygon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Porygon yep. would be... Yeah, Porygon's great. There yeah. you go. There you okay. go. But that they have a 12.5% hatch rate, so 6.25 for each of those. Mm-hmm. Um, the Alolan Pokemon still have a 75% hatch rate for all six of those. Oh, no. Um, so you're like 15% Great. for Sandshrew, Diglett, and Meowth, 11.25 for Vulpix and Geodude, and 7.5 for Grimer. But then the regionals is 12.5 for all four of them. Kangaskhan, 4%, Tauros, 4%, and then 2.25 each for Mime that and Farfetch. is some uh. hot garbage. Uh, hot garbage. That's going to suck. So you I have thought to they were replacing the Alolans. Mm. Nope, 75%. So every th- the three out of four eggs you hatch are going to be something you could already have hatched. And Sounds then fun. there's still a chance that the the between that 25% that one of them is going to just be a Porygon or a Tangela. Oh, that hurts. That hurts so bad. Oh, well. Uh, so there was also a Nintendo Direct this week, and it wasn't that exciting. It pretty much showed us everything we already knew about Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. I think the big thing that they showed was that HMs are gone and they're 
replaced by yeah. essentially moves that your Pikachu or Eevee can know exclusively, but it, they're just passive moves to help them cut down a tree or move a boulder or surf. So it's not super exciting, but it's there. I mean, that's that's the way to do it. I think that it was very appropriate for the programming constraints they had at the time to kind of soft lock you to an area, mm-hmm. but now I think it's better that oh, they're yeah. doing it this way. That's what we've always wanted. I think this is just a good way to do it. It's essentially relegating it to an item, which I think everybody would have been happy with. And it was one of their original ideas, was to relegate it to an item instead of a Pokemon move, which I completely agree with, honestly. Um, I think it should just be an item for these things. I mean, Poke Ride was a good... Was a good uh, uh, what's it called? A good replacement as well i think pokey ride was fantastic and should always be what we have in the future it's just so i can press a button i don't care if i've got a pokemon on my party i can fly i press a button i can surf it doesn't matter i would really prefer that anything but hm moves hm moves were awful but they also have that good balance of being able to reuse them when you didn't have reusable tms so oh, yeah. i do give it credit for that oh yeah it's it's true uh, let's see. They were all decent moves too, minus like cut and flash. They were all decent moves. Let's see. Uh, other thing, Poke, uh, Nintendo Switch Online is coming out on September 19th. For those of you unaware, if you play Pokemon Tournament or you play any of the other Pokemon games that require the internet, you will need this service. It's $20 a year. You can get actually cheaper if you have a, fa- there's like a family plan and you can actually get a cheaper subscription. And, I mean, 20 bucks isn't bad compared to Xbox and PlayStation. This isn't a general gaming podcast, so I don't want to get into it. But just letting you know, it's there. You could do that. You can also play some NES games, and it looks like more consoles are going to be coming in the future. So maybe maybe one day we'll get our virtual console version of Pokemon Coliseum. One day. P- PSA for anybody that's trying to do the family plan with people that aren't on your family. There's only one person allowed to be administrator for the account. So mm-hmm. if you're signing up with other people to be friends with and do it that way just be careful that you give your money to somebody you trust because they could just kick you off with no repercussions if they wanted to yep it's just yeah just be careful with that i would if you're interested in doing that though go for it let's see well, it really makes sense for you because you and uh oh yeah uh, mrs t can uh definitely sit, you know spend 35 bucks for both of you yeah. versus 40 bucks for both of you yeah exactly we save our money and it's not too bad uh, the final thing that I wanted to talk about is they launched the new season of the Pokemon anime's poster, and I think it's very interesting. They do a couple different things. First of all, it looks like Ash is probably going to get an Eevee with a really stupid haircut because that's the big thing in Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, so we got to start the games that way. Uh, it's got such a stupid haircut. It's haircut so bad. Um, the other thing is it looks like Brock and Misty are going to be coming back to the anime in a somewhat regular here capacity. Yeah. I'm here for that. Very yeah. excited about that, yeah. I'm all about that. I don't know what's going to be happening. It's really interesting. Howe's also going to be in it, so for those of you who hate How, I'm sorry. He's apparently going to be showing up in the anime, and hopefully we just finish this Alola arc. I really want to be done with Alola. <laughs> I mean, How's just a bad person. Yeah. Just I mean, he might be cool in the anime. Person. I never know. He might be okay in the anime. And I don't know. It's interesting. I want to see where they go with this. This is after they move their time slots to Sundays, which is also a really weird move for them. But we'll check back in the future with more exciting Pokemon anime updates, if any of you care. Uh, (laughs) 
Uh, other than that, in Puckle News, we are doing signups for, I believe we're calling it the WWTC, um, which is our underused tournament that we're going to be doing. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a blast. And I think the winner of that tournament will be winning a copy of Pokemon Ultra Sun, North American version. And I do want to make the disclaimer, if you are outside of the United States, uh, we may have to talk because I probably won't be able to afford to ship it to you. So I want to make that clear. However, come and play. You get. Uh, we could probably hook you up with some Pokemon if you win and you're outside of the country. So definitely uh, sign up and you play. Know, I'm going to make the announcement right now. Even if you are outside of North America, Bosefus will pay to ship it to you. I'm going to put that out on the line, and I'm just going to say that's the kind of guy he is. You know, he's willing to put that money down. So if you're outside of North America, you should send Bo a direct message and ask him just how willing he is to send it to you. Just go ahead and make All that thing. All of you. All of you should send that literally right now. Bo's such a good person. <laughs> he would do it too. Like I he bet totally if you asked him, he would be like, "Yeah, I'll send it to you." The Don't problem is, it's still a North it. American cartridge, and so the North American cartridge won't work in their 3ds. But I guess they could have it as like a novelty piece. Uh, It'll be their collector's item. Yeah, yeah, their collector's item. I have this North American version of Pokemon Ultra Sun on my shelf. I it mean, doesn't you work. Have, you have some weird people like Fluff who like go grab. Uh, region locked 3ds from time to time you know so that's true hey, somebody out there might just need the north american one yeah maybe so that is it for the news this week guys we are gonna uh jump right on over though to pokel's pokey quiz where we're gonna quiz your co-hosts on their innate pokemon knowledge And on to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, the segment of the show where we quiz your co-host with their innate Pokemon knowledge. So, of course, that means no laptop screens. Uh, laptops particularly is something I decided to say, I guess. No no internet, guys. You have to use what you know. Hopefully, you can figure out what's going on in these questions and you can answer them to the best of your ability. They, you are competing as a team to get today against the rest of the co-host and the squad. Of course... That means that we have five questions for you guys today. We have five questions, all worth one point apiece. However, one of them will have a bonus point, and you have one hint that you can use as a lifeline throughout the question and answer session. And if you answer all of the questions correctly without the hint, you can get all seven points. So didn't we get a perfect score last time that we were did, all together? Yeah, yeah. I, well, right. last time you were on, I no think. pressure. It doesn't matter. The ladder recently reset, so I think this is like the third episode with the new ladder. So you'll be fine. And we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, you are competing against the other co-hosts of the podcast for a, po- a plush from PokemonCenter.com or I guess anything from PokemonCenter.com of $20 or less value because Basket had to go ahead and make a uh, be pedantic about it. And <laughs> we are, of course, going to be going ahead and asking questions. So if you guys are ready, I've got them ready for you. I'm down. Let's go. All right. So Born ready. Question number one is what is the only region in Pokemon that has two lighthouses? Huh. Um, I feel like it might be Unova. No way. Mm. Two lighthouses. Two lighthouses. Let's think of the lighthouses. Well, obviously there's the one in uh Johto in Olivine. Yep. yep. Um 
The, what about like Bill's Lighthouse? Okay, so are we oh, talking? Wait, that was in the anime, or was that in? Are we talking in, video games? Stuff? Video like, game. In video what game. context? Okay, that, I want to make sure. It's like, well, really, you can just find a lighthouse forever, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Hoenn definitely had a lighthouse. Did it? I don't know. I actually, hmm, this is harder than I thought was, it should be. Was there was there one in fourth gen anywhere? Uh, I feel like there might be one in Sunny Shore, but I'm not sure. Because it's I mean, been so long since I played 4th Gen. Does Alola have two lighthouses? It is like a bunch of chains of islands. I don't think there's any lighthouses in Alola. Um, nah. You just go surfing at night and everyone's fine with it. Um, I was thinking... No. 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 Okay, so let's discuss what regions we know that it's not, so we can make a decent guess. It seems like it's not Kalos, right? Mm-hmm. We're, think- we're not thinking of Kalos. Not Kalos. I don't think it's Kanto, right? Like, there's no lighthouse right. in Kanto. Not Kanto. Um, not Alola, to our knowledge, right? Yeah. Right. I don't remember there being a lighthouse in Alola. Oh, wait, there is the one. There is one in Alola. Is it? In, um, yeah, uh, Pony, it's like in a Pony? hard to access. It's really hard to access, isn't it? It's would, on uh, Melee Melee, I thought. No, I thought it was Coney. It was Coney Coney City Lighthouse. Yeah, that's that's the one I'm thinking. Um, the one with the rock specialist. I'm so done with the Lola, you guys. Um, I'm gonna need an answer. Okay. I need an answer. We're, okay, I understand that you need an answer. Just let us. I'm gonna go with. Alola, because why not? I mean, I you know what? I I have nothing to prove. I've won trivia championship before, so I don't care if we're wrong. Why not? Okay, Alola, it is. That is unfortunately incorrect. The answer is Owen. Uh, in Slateport and Lily Cove cities, there are both lighthouses. Um, that was close, though. You were thinking a lot of water, and I think the region with the second most water would be Owen. So. You were getting close. Hoenn be hoeing us. That's mm. <sighs> okay. Can't be perfect. No. All right. So this next question is from Linian, so you know it's going to be good. <sighs> so in black and white, dive could be obtained in the post game to obtain items from the Abyssal Ruins. What item in the Abyssal Ruins was worth the most money? I have written down <sighs> in my notes the most cash dollar dollar bills, y'all. But uh, this is the, the most, most asininely like arbitrary question. Like this uh, leads to this to this, and what is its value? I'm like, well, no, which one was just worth mm-hmm. the most? That's the big thing. What's, mm-hmm. the, what's the big item mm-hmm. you're going down to the abyssal mm-hmm. ruins for? Uh, was it the relic crown? Did we sell the relic crown? I thought that was how you got like the plates, the Arceus plates. You could get those, them probably aren't too. as much. Mm. Yeah, why not relic crown? I don't even care, Linian. Why are you asking this question? I'm mad at you now. That is correct. The answer is the Relic Crown. It's worth like three million Poke Dollars or something like that. It's absurd. Like a large sum of yeah. money. But yeah, Interesting. That is correct. So this next question is written by me. But uh, Mewtwo has a birthday. Um, this was originally going to be the, do- the bonus point question, but I came up with a better bonus point question. <laughs> so I'm just going to ask you guys for the month of Mewtwo's birthday, uh, canonically. It is, it, it is in the video games. Uh, in the February, 6th. it is. Yeah, thank and you for knowing that. I was going to guess February, but I didn't know the day. 
Uh, I would have given you two points with that originally, but I have a better double point answer. But that is correct. The answer is February 6th. That is Mewtwo's birthday. Uh, you can learn that in the Cinnabar Island Mansion in uh, in Kanto. You can learn that Mewtwo was born on February 6th. So that was quick. That According was to the lab. According to the lab. So that's two points for you guys so far. So the what next was question. What going to be the second part? Oh, that was uh, just the day. Like the month oh. and the day. I was just going to be nice to you guys. Uh, <laughs> But this next one is has three answers. I only need two of them. One point for each answer. If you get all three, you get bragging points. So I want to know, there are two. There are only three Pokemon, it turns out, that are capable of learning both a one-hit KO move as well as an accuracy-focusing move, such as Lock-On or Mind Reader. Um, they, Interesting. There's only three of them that are capable of learning both of those moves. Who are they? Uh, just one point for each answer. Um... Wasn't there some talk about the Fissure Machamp coming back up with uh, from Gen 1 if you could get the ability? So I, th- I feel like... Yeah, but that's not a focusing move. It's a focusing move. Oh. Um, that's no guard Machamp. It's also impossible to do, by the way. Yeah, because they, they... Yeah. They, they force you to get uh, hidden abilities when you bring them up from Virtual Console. So, okay, we, our moves are Fissure, Sheer Guillotine, cold. and Horn Drill. Sheer Cold. Okay. Yeah, Sheer Cold is another one. Can Lapras here like learn any boosting moves? I can't think of any any. It might, but I don't I don't know what it is. You of course still have your hint as well. Okay. I feel like <sighs> Let's take the hint. Yeah. Yeah, we might as well since we're not gonna Okay, so all of these Pokemon are from Gen two or before. Um and one of them is an oddball, but Let's see. I don't know how else to describe them. Um, they uh, Mind Reader is the move that you really want to focus on. Though one of them can learn Lock-On and Mind Reader. Um, but Mind Reader is the move you want to think about. And I would, I would, I'm going to say I believe it is uh, Sheer Cold is the combination. Mind Reader, Sheer Cold mm-hmm. is the combination. What a strange combination. And both of those Pokemon are actually Gen 1 Pokemon. I can get those. What a fascinatingly <laughs> strange combination. Well, I know Polyrath is one that can get Mind Reader. Can it get Sheer Cold? I highly doubt it. Okay, and then, like, uh, Articuno can learn Mind Reader. I could see... If Articuno learns Mind Reader, I can definitely see Articuno learning Sheer Cold. Okay. And then I'm pretty sure one of the Hitmons learns... Mind reader, but would it learn fissure? Maybe. I feel like it wouldn't. I don't but, know. Uh, I I feel Articuno for sure. Yeah, Maybe Articuno is like a point. I think we've got that. Um, that was in the bag. Are they both? Uh, that's. Did you say they were both sheer cold or just one of them? Uh, one of them is for sure. I'm double checking okay. myself, but. I just wasn't sure if that was something that you had said or not. Um, eh. Oh, it's actually like, it's a, okay. So one of them is mind reader, sheer cold. One of them is mind reader, fissure, and then one of them is literally all of them. Okay, Lapras learns like everything. Well, I mean, yeah, why only not? two of these Pokemon Lapras... are from Gen One, and then one of them is from Gen Two. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Hey, hey. Oh, oh. What if we said Smeargle? Oh. Yeah, that works. Let's go Articuno and Smeargle. Yeah, there you uh, go. I like it. 
That is correct on both accounts. Articuno and Smeargle can both do it. Uh, the other answer is Polyrath. Um, Polyrath is a uh, Fissure mind reader. Fissure and mind oh, reader. Oh, Fissure. Fissure. Okay. Polyrath can learn Fissure in Gen 1, and then you can bring it up, and it can learn mind reader later on. All right. I'm glad I thought of the Smeargle trick. Yeah, that was, yeah that's Smeargle good. is the Smart. other one. That is correct. So that is four points so far for you guys. Let's see if we can go for five. Uh, this is the fifth question, and as every, it is every week, it is a base deck question because you got to train those kids to know what good Pokemon are and get a, get a feeling for natural bulk. And so today I want to ask about HP because I find HP is actually the hardest one to do all the time because you never think about base HP. <coughs> and I want to know what grass-type Pokemon has the highest base HP of all grass-type Pokemon. Well, it's not Blissey. No. Uh uh, is, it is it, not um, is it Go-Go? I think that could be it, because go go stats is... It, yeah, I think you're right. I would guess Go-Go. Yeah. I, mm. There's not, like, HP bulky grass types, and I remember... I don't know why, but, like, Go-Go's stat spread is weird. It has this deceptively high base stat total, and you would never think that because of how it spreads. So I feel like high HP and low every like lower other stuff would make sense for it. Yeah, I feel like Go Go is the way to go. Then that is correct. Go 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 Goat is uh, the oh. answer with a base one twenty three uh, base HP. That is that's okay, good. I was lo- I was low key panicking and thinking it was a Moongus at the last second after I said it. So I'm pretty happy that it's Go. <laughs> Well, that's good for you guys, because today you guys uh, got a few points. You got five points. That puts you in a, uh, it looks like, a four-way tie for second place currently. <laughs> because it's only been two weeks, two through three weeks since uh, we reset the ladder. So let me go ahead, sort the columns. And right now, in first place, we have Whimsicott with seven points. Tied for second, we have a four-way tie with five points. We have Shamu, Basket, Sublime, and Gator, all with five points. Tied for sixth place, we have Sigma and Scrawn with one point apiece, and then everybody else has yet to get on the board. So, <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> so that is going to be it for Puckles Pokey Quiz this week, guys. We are going to take a short break, and we'll be right back at you with the topic. Ciao, I'm the fluffiest Whimsicott, and I want to tell you how you can enjoy Puckle even more and make it better at the same time. First, join our Discord server. You can hang out with us and a ton of cool people, take part in our tournaments, and get all our news right out of the gate. You can also interact and keep up with us on Twitter, on Facebook, and on our subreddit. If you love live content, we're on Twitch at least twice a week with all sorts of streams, from viewer battles to shiny hunting to PTCGO. If you want to drop a little bit of your extra cash on us in exchange for cool stuff, we have both a Patreon and a Public store, so be sure to check this out. And finally, there's so much great Puckle content that we're now on two feeds. Make sure you are subscribed to both Puckle and Puckle Plus so you don't miss out on any of our sideshows. And drop us a review while you're at it. We really appreciate your feedback. Thank you! And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be back in Gen 5, the series of shows that we talk about what each generation brought to the Pokemon franchise and how it changed Pokemon as a whole and made Pokemon possibly a better experience. I'm going to say possibly, because I feel like Gen 5 is the first time that things had to get backtracked. I do think that Gen 5 has a lot of redeeming qualities, but I also think that it has some bad qualities as well. And we we can get into that. But 
I want to talk about just like some general ones. We were listing these off just a few minutes ago before we started the segment. Um, Gen 5 was the first one that introduced infinite TMs. So that's actually like a really that's good That's a big plus. deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is a big deal. No longer do you have to painstakingly hoard all of your TMs and hope that you didn't use Earthquake on the wrong Pokemon. Because no, no, no. You always put them on your starter. That's the only thing. That's the only way to play Pokemon. You have <laughs> one superpowered Pokemon that you use all the good stuff on, and everything else is just there for HMs. It's just garbage. Just garbage. Uh, this is also the first generation where you have moving sprites, constant moving sprites, which is kind of cool. It's interesting. It's the only one where you have sprites that move constantly. Now we have 3D cell shaded art. It's also the last time that the sprites actually had robust colors compared to when a lot of them got transferred up to gen 6 gen 6 just did a really bad job transferring the palettes and i don't know what happened there well Uh, they should have went back to gen 1 for palette town and started (laughs) off on the right foot that's my opinion maybe that's why the switch game will have different Hmm. i wouldn't be surprised if it had different shiny colors and stuff like that in gen or in the in Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, or even in the Switch game. This was also the first generation to not include Professor Oak. Dun, dun, dun. Also the first female professor on that note. First female professor. First and only, turns out. Which is really depressing. Unless you include, like, Professor Burnett in um, Alola. But you shouldn't. She's not, a, she's not. Does she give you your starting Pokemon? She doesn't, but Kukui doesn't either until Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. In Sun and Moon, Kukui doesn't give you your starter either. That's true, but like of the like canonical, like what we think of as the professor, it is who's named after a tree? Juniper, not Burnett. I'm okay. Is Burnett not a tree? I need to. I don't know. I don't know. Well, everyone, welcome to the listening to Thatch type, type podcast. Yep. Uh, I'm about to type uh, this where up. We're talking about. While Thatch is looking that up, I'll talk about a couple of the other things that they added. Um, this was the first time we had seasons in a Pokemon game. We had the day and night cycle before, but this was an introduction of seasons. So uh, if you remember your uh, Deerlings and Salzbucks, and was it Salzbucks that was the one that changed? Yeah, Salzbucks, yeah, the evolution of Deerling. Oh, I forgot about and seasons. Deerling. I forgot about seasons. That is an interesting concept. That It is an interesting concept, exactly. It was a... And- like Animal Crossing esque move, and I'm always a fan of those. I'm not gonna lie. And you know, this is the first time we had the the global link, so you know that's something that stuck with us. And they put the Pokemon and the Pokemon Center together in one building. You know, so there's some difference that are, uh, you know, pretty pretty innovative for the time and stuff that we still carry with us today, like the. When they they pan out with the camera and show you the big big realistic version of the town, yeah, like that's with true. Uh, Sky Arrow Bridge and Dragon Spile Tower and places like that. So, and I'll say this in favor of Gen Five: they stopped killing your Pokemon with poison in between battles. Oh my gosh, that's so true. <laughs> Gen Five so, did a lot. Gen Five did do a lot. I have always been under the impression it didn't do too much. It, it, we didn't uh, talk about triple or rotation battles either. Which were a thing because they're just like they are a thing. What's the next evolution of Pokemon battles? And there's like you, now you use three Pokemon yeah, at once. Uh, triple battles were later removed in Gen Seven. Be- I think it was more due to a hardware limitation than anything else. Yeah, it was because they definitely increased the resolution in uh, what's it called in Gen Seven. 
from Gen 6. And if you have something like a Moltres in Gen 7, and you have six of those on the field at once, because of all of the details in the flame and stuff, your game literally lags in Gen 6, and it just dies. Because it can't handle doing all of that uh, animation all at the same time. It's just disgustingly slow. Oh, it also had the uh, dark grass for the double battles, speaking of the double battles. So, like, when you're walking around the overworld, you could see mm. where uh, you could have one of those interactions. They did do have uh, special interactions. They, Gen 5 also is the one that introduced hidden abilities as well, which I think is a an interesting mechanic in which they could make Pokemon more interesting by being like, oh, now we're adding this po- ability to a Pokemon. It breathed a lot of new life into Pokemon before Mega Evolution. Like, I feel like that was just an excuse to get an additional ability, and in a way it kind of annoys I feel like it's poorly implemented because in Gen 4 they added a second ability, right? Because uh, Gen 3 only had one. I don't think that's true. I think you can still have two in Gen... I think that's true. In Gen 3. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, sure Gen 3 had multiple yeah, abilities. I, I Gen 5 gave you true. hidden abilities. I think in Gen, in Gen 5 when they did Black and White 2... I think they did a much better job implementing it because you could go and catch them from hidden grottos. I think they did a horrible job implementing it in black and white because you had to originally take a Pokemon, put it in the dream world, which was on the global link. And then you had to go play these stupid mini games with your Pokemon in hopes that you would befriend another Pokemon on the global link. And then you'd have to transfer that Pokemon back to your game to get it. And if you're one of the, if you're a competitive player and you're just like, man, Toxic uh, or Poison Heal Gliscor is amazing. You had to hope that the Pokemon you got was the right nature because bringing those abilities was horrible. <laughs> it had to be the female that had the ability. It had to... And so you either had to hope that the Pokemon you got from the Global Link was a female or hope that it had good IVs and the right ability. It was just gross and horrible as a competitive player trying to get those abilities. But the Hidden Grottos, I think, did a really good job. I mean, the Hidden Grottos... Pulled everything together. Except really the well. appearance rates of some stuff was really um, low. It, it for was really Pokemon. low, and that would usually be the abilities you want. I think it was part of the challenge, though. Hidden abilities to me breathe life into it as an old player who already had all of the Pokemon, trying to go back and get old Pokemon again. You know what I mean? In terms of going out and collecting and searching, because I really enjoyed going through and trying to collect Pokemon with the hidden abilities that were good for competitive play. And I would say, honestly, those are the Pokemon that only had any kind of value to me for the longest time. Uh, I think since then, they've made hidden abilities a little too easy to get. I wouldn't even call them hidden abilities anymore. Well, like, the whole thing about the hidden abilities is like, well, let's give everything more abilities, but they didn't want to make it part of the pool of regular abilities already. Yeah. So I feel like they added this unnecessary, like, burdensome mechanic for a specific ability. I think it's an interesting one in that it's just... It, you have to collect it from a collecting I think it's standpoint interesting for Pokemon that otherwise wouldn't have another ability. Most notably starters starters getting hitting hidden abilities was a game changer. That's true. I would say that. Uh, I, I would say that. I don't know. Here's what I don't like about gen five though. That was the first one where you had the inability to complete your Pokedex without transferring yes, stuff. That's a big thing. And then, and then they made it like, like you were talking about super hard to get the stuff that you wanted, um, having to go with a third-party application or whatever, um, mm-hmm. that wasn't very good. And also, the game was really strange on how they scaled the difficulty. 
That's they, one thing I didn't care for. The the other thing, so there's a few things uh, on that note that I just don't think really work that well with Gen Five. I think that the first thing that didn't work really well was the Pokemon that they introduced first in black and white. I think black and white were horribly implemented. It was Game Freak trying to go for the soft reboot, and it was just not implemented properly. I think there's a lot of power in old Pokemon being present because old Pokemon are what bring a lot of the, I, for the lack of a better word, core fans back because we go, Oh man, I, I still want to have some recognizable faces. I don't need 150 new Pokemon. I still want to be able to catch my, I don't know. Let's, let's say for example, like Heracross, I would love to be able to catch Heracross in the main series game. And you go through, you play the game, and it's just all new Pokemon, no familiar faces. No, not even Pikachu. For I don't think Pikachu sake. is in black white at all. It's you can in black catch two. you can catch it in black white after you beat the Elite Four because in black and white after you beat the Elite Four, there's still like half of Unova to go through. There's like a portion of Unova to go through, but I don't know that Pikachu's in it. Uh, Pikachu is in it. You can they they okay. would be remiss to not allow you to catch Pikachu. Um, Pikachu is catchable though in black and white. I'm pretty sure. If it's not, please tell me because that I'm gonna look it up. That's a strike against I'm black genuine, and white. I'm genuinely unsure. Granted, if I it think is or not. I, I think um, Game Freak has learned their lesson in not catching or not including old Pokemon. However, I think they kind of went overboard with it, and they just like adjusted way too hard in the opposite direction. And ever since, I've just been like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not include okay, too many new Pokemon. get this. There are no Pikachu that you can get in black and white. No. You I have, have to do a Poke Transfer or Dream World. I remember thinking you could not get the mascot in black and white. That is, I remember that being a thought I had had before. Because you know what's even worse is there's like a head shaped like a Pikachu throughout that game, too, that you can walk by. And you can't even catch it. That blows my mind that you can't catch Pikachu in black, in, uh, in black and white. I have such a hard time believing that, but I will absolutely believe you. Go look it up. Yep. It says... I'm so blown away by the fact that you can't... You have to use the Dream World or Poke Transfer. Let me see. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it has to be Poke Transfer. What the heck is up with that? Good Game Freak. Get your head out of your bums. Like, on top of that, like, if you're going to do that, at least reboot the anime at the same time, right? You can't even catch it in black and white, too. What is up with that? That's even worse. Well, I mean, it was like, also... You could, the, go ahead. You could still... Tra- I'm sorry. You could still transfer to it. Um, right? Like, you could transfer from Gen 4 to Gen 5 pretty easily. That one... So was, that's, not true. Like, that's true. That's uh, true. Yeah, I, I may... They implemented something that really bothers me, which is the, the Elite Four no longer having to be battled in a set order. I love that. I thought that was a great change. I like the idea that this is like how you become the champion. You go through these four people, like boom, 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 boom. I might have spent too many hours playing Gen Three and going and going over and over again to level stuff up, but I just really like that approach. So when I was presented with like, oh, you can go any door you want to, I was not happy with it, and I'm still not happy with it. I can see that as being a gripe. I I like that. Prior to that, you had a chance to. Um, feel like there's some kind of hierarchy in the Elite Four. And it's not really there anymore. It's just four guys who hang out and you battle them. And before it was, I'm trapped in this hallway where I have to keep battling people. And I felt that was 
more dire than like, okay, I'm going to go to this hub world and now I have to go battle this next guy. I get to choose. It's it's just, kind of, it doesn't. It doesn't have the same kind of like gravity to it. Like it doesn't feel like the culmination. It just feels yeah. like, oh, gotta go fight this person. All right, I agree. who should I fight next? Oh, I'll go fight this person. Like, no, I want it to scale and get bigger and nastier until I become the champion and crush everyone's dreams and hopes and become the Pokemon master. That's what I want. That's what I need. Pokemon needs to give it to me. Just wait till. Just wait till Gen Eight. I I have a feeling that we're gonna get a much more intense Gen Eight. Just because Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee is going to kind of let off the pressure of, hey, this isn't going to be a game where we have to hold your hand. You're going to be able to go and you're going to play. Um, hopefully it's not like Gen 5 in that they're just like, hey, all these new Pokemon we introduced don't evolve until level 52. And you have to wait for Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That took so long. Well, what's even worse is some of them won't evolve by levels that you would typically have by the time you reach the Elite Four. There's a couple of good examples of this. First being something like Braviary. That doesn't evolve until level 52. Um, Rufflet doesn't evolve into Braviary until level 52, likewise with uh, with Mandibuzz. But then you also have things like, oh man, you had Bisharp. That doesn't evolve until super late. Those are also super late acquisitions, though. Like You don't get those until you're almost done with the game anyway. So you it's get not the... like you were okay. using a little Ponyard the whole game. And I think y'all are give, doing Gen 5 a disservice in terms of the fact that it introduced the most Pokemon in a single generation. And so, yes, yeah, some of them were a lot uh, of them very were bad. late evolving things. No, no, However, no, no. a lot of them were really great. No, no, no. A lot of them were great, too. Let's be clear. I don't care if they had three monkeys. They also had three evolutions and... What like, three evolutions? You have, evolutions are different because those have it's those three have things coming unique from, designs. like, one design. Yes, okay, and so they made three monkeys. And okay, they but they made like, literally trash Pokemon. Literal yeah. trash. Yes, but the little trash Pokemon's really good in the TCG. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you think about it, like, instead of giving us, like, a crappy Caterpie, like, replica, they gave us two unique bug lines that evolved at higher levels and were substantially stronger also. Oh, yeah, I, I, I agree that there were some good ones, but there was a lot of laziness. There were some really good ones. I mean, they introduced 156 Pokemon in Gen in Gen 5. The problem was, like Gator said, one, you had to transfer to be able to get all of them. They've later fixed this. In every generation since, in Gen 5 and in Gen 7, it's been capable of, in one single generation, to capture every single Pokemon. Um, more so because they also started doing like the events and stuff more re- recently, where you can go catch a bunch of really cool event Pokemon. And uh, hopefully they do something like they did similar to, uh, I believe it was 2013, or not 2013, 2015 or so like that, uh, where they dropped a bunch of Pokemon throughout the series or throughout the year, and they were mythicals. That one mythical year, I forget when that was. That was a few years ago, though. Yeah, and that it was, was like a good two year. years ago. Yeah, it was, it was a good year. Yeah. It was a good year. It was 2015 or 2016, I think. I think and it was 16 or 17. It, no, it was 16 no, it was because 16. it was Gen, it was Gen six, and it was the year that Sun and Moon came out. I remember mm-hmm. very clearly because Meloetta came out for Gen 6 after we had Gen 7 and you could download Meloetta. But I digress. I, I think I think that's just part of the pain of it is that, hey, we just made a bunch of I, I feel like they made a bunch of fluff Pokemon in Gen 7. And even the interviews back that up, because if you let's I want to take a moment to talk about Basculin. Basculin oh literally exists with its two forms. Because they did not think Gen 5 included enough fish Pokemon. 
It didn't. It's actually very uh, water type anemic compared to other generations. I mean, which they is also fine. didn't include any like really good steel types either. So, uh, Bishop, what you mean? <laughs> Like I'm talking about steel specialists, it's not like some hybrid stuff. Like it's the like, first time they didn't do that. I, like, like they did, what, I'm actually. not sure what you're describing. You mean like Genesect, a Cabalion, yeah. like they're Escavalier, Ferrothorn. There are a lot of yeah. Excadrill. There are a lot of steel types in Gen Five that are quite notable. I don't like them. <laughs> you're just defending Gen Five because it's got Snivy in it. Oh uh, yes, and, the best Pokemon. That is true uh, as well. Uh, a, and. <laughs> Let's just talk about the story for a second. I think the story is good. Up to this day, is the strongest narrative in the Pokemon games. This is true. I would agree with that. And they were really innovative. Like, yes, Gen Five did a lot of things that they missed the mark on, and they did a lot of things that I think hit the mark. And what I think we could describe Gen Five as is very experimental. They were willing they were to really push the envelope. It was such a good game that they only, or such a good generation that they only put two versions of games in it. They it was such it. a good generation, they were willing to make a sequel to it instead of having to go somewhere else. And then we saw how that played out. Uh, quite well, because the narrative was, again, good. The sequel was actually really good. The problem was there was such a bad taste in people's mouth after Black and White that it didn't sell very well. And I, I think that's a problem, because I think Black and White 2 are some of the best Pokemon games to date, in my opinion. Yeah. I, and they, I, like, I really address do. the old Pokemon issue excellently. So Yeah, I there's no other game that you can really go through with an uh, not an Electabuzz, but with an Elekid or a Magby in your party. Mm-hmm. It's like within mm-hmm. like the starting region. I think you get it by the second tree. Riolu too. It was just like a really good distribution of that game. It was done very well. I mean I mean they've done a really good job, I would even argue, and some yeah. of them they did a I really would say good the job. The best that they ever nailed it with were Black Two White Two and then X and Y. Yeah, they did a really good job with the distribution in those, and uh, it's I I can understand a lot of problems though with I, the the problem with Gen Five and Black and White Two was that it left such a big um, it left a lot of good a lot of shoes to be filled with Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, and I feel like Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon really missed the mark there. I think we can all oh, yeah. there. If we um, look at games that happen in the same region, Black Two and White Two is miles ahead of Ultra Sun I think, and Ultra Moon. I think that should be the standard, personally. If you're going to yeah. drop a third version like that. It um, needs to be black to white to level. Yeah, you need to have it be a sequel. I don't think we're ever going to. I don't think we're going to see a Yeah, which is a shame because again. it was so, I thought, well done. Yeah. The problem is Game Freak. I don't know. I, I feel like they kind of just watch sales numbers. And I, I want to say that they're somewhat disconnected from the fans, though. I think that's somewhat intentional. I know with Nintendo games, they purposely make sure they're not listening to the fans so that they listening, can make, right, yeah. they can make the best game that they can make something that the creators mm-hmm. want to envision, which I think is a healthy attitude. And I just think that they are somewhat disconnected from what the fan base actually really enjoys about Pokemon. And I think that's why we which, got something like a soft reboot and we got something like a, uh, we've, we had a lot of the issues with black and white. It was just like this level of disconnect. And then you, you get them where they come back a little too safely. And they, they kind of hard adjusted. I'm hoping Gen 8, maybe they can get the balance just right. Tangentially, though, Game Freak is coming out with a new game. So Yeah, they are. Fun. Uh, Heads up, everybody. <laughs> they are. It's called Town. And it actually looks really interesting, by the way. Um, I'm I, I'm probably going to buy that. I wonder if it's somehow related to like one of the engines they were trying to build for Pokemon. Because typically, if Game Freak comes out with a game that's not Pokemon, it's because their developers were working really hard. <laughs> 
on it because they're just, they they give them like six months to come up with a game and a concept, and if it doesn't work out, they go okay back to the Pokemon machine, and that's that's how that works out. So I'm really excited to see how Town turns out. I mean, they came out with a few other games too. They came out with uh with the Elephant game, partnered with Sega, and then um there there's always like one every Pokemon generation where they come out with some other game. That's not just Pokemon, which is probably healthy. It's a good it's a good move for them just to not always constantly being like, yeah, Pokemon, that's a thing. Well, like you said, it kind of like helps isolate them a little bit and get them in a different headspace versus, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you know, if you spend some time working on a different project, you can easily bring those ideas over to a new thing and come oh, up with yeah. something cool. So I'm very excited to see what they come up with Gen 8. I think Gen 8 has a really good possibility of getting – I think it's going to be a happy mix of everything that we've ever wanted. And I'm ready to be disappointed, but I'm, I'm really, I really think this is a time where they can kind of just be like, okay, we can take all of the good stuff from gen five that really did work. And then we're going to take all of the stuff that all of the changes that we should make and all the tweaks and we'll put it all together. We'll make a great game. People will have a lot of fun and have fun playing it in 3d. And it's going to be streamed on Twitch like crazy because that's way easier to stream than a 3ds. Uh, I am not looking forward to all the craptastic streams that pop up in November <laughs> when Let's Go drops and then you get people who have never streamed like Pokemon games before try to stream Pokemon, but we'll see. It'll be an interesting time. Uh, I think that's where we'll end it then. So we are going to kick it on over, guys, and take a short break and we'll be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. We will catch you on the flip flop. <laughs> episode and welcome to the pokemon of the episode our pokemon of the episode this week is national dex number 508 stoutland the big hearted pokemon with this wise pokemon there could be no concern that would ever attack people some parents even trusted to babysit that is the sun and moon moon pokedex entry i didn't realize how good stoutland was until we sat down and talked about it for this episode it is i mean i knew it was good in competitive pokemon to an extent uh, unfortunately, it's in the PU tier, but it's so much better than that. I don't understand why. Of course, obviously, it's a normal type Pokemon. Base 85 HP with 90 defenses in both defense and special defense. 110 base attack, 80 base speed, 45 special attack, but who cares? You just throw that aside. And it's a, it's an awesome Pokemon. It's got good abilities and Intimidate. It's got Sand Rush, which <laughs> I think is the mo- the better reason to use it, is to put it on a sand team and get some non-ground type, rock type coverage. And then it's also got Scrappy as well if you want to try to hit ghost types. It's amazing, though. Like, it, it's just a solid Pokemon. On top of that, yeah, it, you can have it watch your kids at the same time. Uh, on top of that, there was... I don't know if you guys have watched the Sun and Moon anime, but I think one of the better arcs in the Sun and Moon anime recently was this um, arc between Ashes Litten and a Stoutland because Ash's Litten used to just take care of this old Stoutland that was trying to teach it how to use Fire Fang. And then eventually the Stoutland dies. It dies, yeah. And then Ash like takes Litten and takes care of Litten after that. It blows my mind. It is one of the saddest, most heart-wrenching parts of the Sun and Moon anime. And it, it's just really good. And I forgot that it was in the animated trailer for Black and White 2, which we just need an anime of. Can we just yeah, get that? That was such a good trailer. It literally gets all the fangs. I'm sitting here looking through its attacks. Yeah. Psychic fang, thunder fang, fire fang. 
Does yeah. it get poison fang? Uh, uh, no. no, it does get ice fire, thunder, psychic, but I do not see. Those poison are the only fang. ones. I, does it get crunch? Probably. Yes, it does get crunch, and it has play rough and superpower. Like what? T- what coverage you need? It got you. Well, it's a normal type, so of course it has good coverage. It has good coverage, and it's got good stats to back it up. That's the thing. You typically don't get that. Right, mm-hmm. and it has wild charge if you really want to hit harder than Thunderfang. Than Thunderfang, so. but yeah, who cares? I mean, it also gets Stomping Tantrum, which is an interesting move in and of itself in terms of like VGC, and it's just it's just good. There's nothing bad about Stoutland. Well, it doesn't get Earthquake, so I guess Stomping Tantrum's better anyway because it doesn't get Earthquake. It's just such a good Pokemon. I'm but so if you're sad. using Stoutland, it's going to be on a, sta- a sand team. You yes. have something else with Earthquake. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can yeah. run a, you can run them PU with just Scrappy, and then just hit Return or Superpower or Facade or something. Just like go to town. Just keep clicking those buttons. But I mean, obviously, the way to do it is just run it like Adamant or I mean, this is literally just like normal type X control. That's how I kind of see it without the Steel and Rapid Spin. Without and rapid spin, I, I just see yeah. it as different type coverage Excadrill. I mean, you just throw it on a sand team, you get the sand up with something like Gigalith or Gigalith is down low too, even though it has sand stream now. Gigalith or Tyranitar with the dry rock, you get eight turns of sand, and you're just having a blast. You just go out there, and you're just like, yeah, return superpower crunch. Slap a choice band on it, and you're hitting hard. You're adamant, um, and in sand rush because sand rush, you're going to double your speed anyway. Which is absurd. It's just a good mon. I mean, you could use it anywhere, I think. I think it, anywhere that sand is somewhat viable, you could probably run Stoutland. Though I think it's kind of one-dimensional in terms of like what you're going to see. is Oh, yeah, sand team. Let's stop the sand. But like, there's lots of one-dimensional Pokemon that are good. That's true. So... I, I don't think Stoutland's a bad Pokemon. Like I don't want to say no, it's, it's a bad it's Pokemon. It's great. I think we were very pleasantly surprised by how good it is. Yes, I I mean, I'm more than pleasantly surprised. I'm just yeah. like, very excited about this. I, I need to figure out a way to run it more effectively. But it's a good you Pokemon. Know, you, you want to know who was unpleasantly surprised about Stoutland, though? Um, everybody that showed up at the Daytona Expanded Regionals last year for the TCG. <laughs> uh, because it also has a TCG card that got some play because of a Herdier being released in Sun and Moon. The uh, Stoutland card's from uh, Boundaries Crossed. Uh, it is a stage 2, obviously, with 140 hit points, and it has the ability Sentinel. As long as this Pokemon is your active Pokemon, your opponent can't play any supporter cards from his or her hand. Oh, God. So, <laughs> what people were doing is making a deck called Shock Lock, and what they would do is play this Stoutland, um, and they would put it in their active, and then they would play the um, Raichu that came out in Burning Shadows, mm-hmm. which says when you evolve your Pokemon, you can leave your opponent's active Pokemon paralyzed. So they would just stall out their opponent and mill them to death by having the Stoutland, where they couldn't retreat with because they're paralyzed. They can't use Guzma to get themselves out of it. They're absolutely positively stuck underneath this locked deck because of Stoutland. That's it was crazy. amazing. That's crazy. And then, like, they even had a really good Herdier that got printed that started the deck off because the Herdier has an ability that lets that says when you play it from your hand to evolve one of your Pokemon, you put an item card from your discard pile into your hand. So then so you the just get Stalin next turn. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So, so crazy. Yeah. It was one of my favorite things to come out of last year. 
So that's what made me inspired to even suggest Stoutland today because Stoutland's don't sleep on Stoutland guys. He's a, he's all kinds of places. Yeah. He's a good Pokemon. I am just amazed by how good he is. And he's shiny's not bad. He's got like a cool shiny. I, I've never looked at shiny Stoutland, but it's a cool shiny. He's got like yellow fur on his like lip and mustache. And he's got like, green he cap. looks like he's clearly living in the sand stream. Yeah. I think shiny Stoutland is probably legitimately one of the cooler ones. Like I, I'm not a big fan of shiny Pokemon in terms of me trying to use them all the time. I know a lot of people, like, especially when they hack, will try to be like, Oh, I want to make sure this Pokemon's shiny. Cause I think it looks cool. A- example of Pokemon, I think look disgusting, shiny, and just makes me go, Oh, you're a tool is no uh... offense. Gator is like shiny Salamence. I think I think that just I think it just looks gross because you're just like I made my Shalomance shiny shiny and I'm just like well that's cool except shiny Shalomance looks like poop and uh, uh, I, I'll fight you I think um, regular Shalomance looks really good uh, yeah I agree I like the the regular version but I'm not really a big fan of shiny versions of anything yeah so. I agree and I, I I'm kind of like that but occasionally there's one that I think is really cool uh, example is one Stoutland I think that's a really cool looking one another one I would say. For example, is something like Halucha, where the colors kind of get like f- totally flipped. You know what I mean? It doesn't look like a palette swap. It looks like, oh, hey, we thought about this one and we made a sweet shiny. Mm-hmm. The list of good shinies is a lot smaller than the list of really, really bad ones. I agree with that. Absolutely. Okay, but can we talk for a minute about how Stoutland's name in Japanese is Mooland? What? <laughs> That Mooland? is amazing. <laughs> Mooland. Mooland. Uh, with a combination yeah. of, of uh, Muku, which is shaggy hair, and land. So Mooland. Mooland. <laughs> I'm going to name a dog Mooland. That's great. Uh, Mooland. That's what it, it sounds like. A, it sounds like a mispronunciation of the movie Mulan. That's honestly Mulan. what it sounds like to me. Mula. It's, it's your grandpa telling you he rented you a video. <laughs> I, I rented you that there, Mooland, that you were. <laughs> the other names are hilarious too. Like German is Bismarck. Um, <laughs> referencing Otto von Bismarck. They're trying to reference yes. Otto von Bismarck. I mean, he kind of looks like him, uh, which is really interesting. What is it? French is Mastufay. Mastufay. I don't know what Tufay is. It must be like the facial hair or something. And then Baland is in Korean, which is uh, just Barkland. Sparkland. This That's, is great. Stoutland's great. Stoutland, you have nothing bad about you. There's literally nothing bad about you. You're just a good Pokemon. It is the most good Pokemon. Like good In my one. next play, because I'm mm-hmm. playing through all of the third versions of games, though black and white, I'm probably going to play black and white and then black and white too, like as a Nuzlocke. I'm going to try to get a Stoutland. I think Stoutland's a solid Mon. I did not realize how good it was. And unlike a lot of the Pokemon in black and white, it evolves by level 32. So good for it. Okay, but like lots of things evolve in the 30s. Like we like to make fun, but there's plenty of things that evolve at a regular time. No, I think I think 32 is fine. I think 30 to exactly. 40 is a good. I, I think having evolutions in the 40s is healthy. That's fine. Is when you yeah. get to things like Rufflet and you get to things like Larvesta. I think Larvesta doesn't need to be 59. Make it like 55. That would have been fine with me. Um, I think, and let's not talk about High Dragon, which is absolutely stupid. At sixty four, mm. but that be, was the most. Yeah, that was the most kind of like really. To be fair though, Hydreigon was literally the destructor of the meta for like three four years, and 
Like I like I've said on the show before, I need to get myself a poster of that official Sigamori art of Sylveon just destroying a Hydreigon because that was the Hydreigon was the reason for fairy type. Like absolutely. I think Gen Five in general was the reason for fairy type. Actually, now that <laughs> yeah. we think about it. Oh yeah, fighting because types they added were prevalent. A lot of really strong fighting types. Fighting. I mean, it's super effective against everything that was really dangerous. Dark, fighting, and dragon. Those were all really dangerous in uh, in Gen 5. So that's, uh, But that's Stoutland for you. So we are going to go ahead and take a break here, guys. Well, not take a break. We're just going to flip it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time! Time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is, as always, brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. 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 And as always, we'll give away the Green Taurus badge to anybody we think starts a good discussion or something, or you make us laugh really loud. Um, it, it really doesn't have any rules. And so <laughs> it's just however we feel. We we are the creators. We do what we will. Um, for those of you who are new to the show, the mailbag segment is where we read emails from you, the listeners. You can send one into pucklepodcast at gmail.com. You can, of course, uh, answer a prompt that we do or just send us anything. Your thoughts, your concerns, your expressions of outrage at uh, something. I don't know. At Shamu saying words on the next show or something like that. I don't know if he's on next week. I forget who's on next week. But I am. I know you are. I forget. Somebody else is on with you, though. But you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be the Thatch and Gator show. But um, bump. And but, I tune in. Honestly, yeah, I'm not going to lie. We we have a pretty good rapport. And <laughs> uh, but last week, our mailbag question was, what job would you like to have in the Pokemon universe? And we got some good emails for that, actually. I'm really excited to get into them. If you want to email us next week, you can answer what is your favorite part about Generation 5 or what's your favorite Pokemon from Generation 5. Send that in to PucklePod. The correct answer is Snivy. All other answers will be rejected. <laughs> but before then... Okay. But you didn't ask us what we want to be in the Pokemon world. That's true. I will ask you that right now. Um, I... I'm already like in marketing and advertising right now. I think it would be cool to switch to a position where you got to do something like that with Pokemon. I would love to have like a team of Pokemon that I do guerrilla marketing with. That would be <laughs> super sweet. Like we just go and like do flash mobs or do whatever. Like have something that creates illusions, like a Zoroark, and I think that would be really sweet to create like the Pokemon advertising company the for Pokemon all the like ra- random products. That would be interesting. What about you, Sublime? What would you I be? feel like you will all agree that this is the correct one. I would be a killer Pokemon coordinator. That's true. Yes. yes. That is Sublime. I want to see Sublime be a Pokemon coordinator. This is happening. I feel I like gonna, I thought you'd be like the champion of the the contest, but you know, if you want that's to settle for just being are. <laughs> Wait, that's the, I'm talking about the champion. Mm, well, I mean, you could I mean the champion is still a coordinator, so like the champion though. who's number one it's sublime honestly i could totally see that it would work out really well that or one of the movie directors i could see you doing that too going on okay would yeah no in burbank studios burbank Burbank studios burbank has real studios never mind (laughs) (laughs) yes that would be super cool 
All right. So this first one is from Red Seven, and I believe it's a letter he received when he was a child at the Pewter City Gym. I think that's the context here. Um, for those of you who are unaware, but here we go. Dear Junior Trainer Red Seven, we would like to thank you for your past works during your employment as a trainer within Pewter City's Pokemon League Gym. However, due to some recent trainer complaints and an audit from our accounting department, it was unanimously decided that your current employment will henceforth be terminated. Below are a few of the numerous complaints we received from new trainers who had just begun their adventures. 1. You do not utilize the Pokemon of the same type as the gym leaders. While Brock technically uses Pokemon that are ground type, his training style is that of a rock gym leader. You use a Sandshrew and a Diglett, and they don't truly fit with the theme of a rock type gym challenge. Misrepresenting units of an astronomical distance. It has been reported by numerous trainers that you have shouted at the top of your lungs. Stop right there, kid. You're still light years away from facing Brock. However, you stand literally 10 feet from the gym leader. Light years measure distance, not time. Stating this after the battle doesn't take away the fact that you're teaching young and highly impressionable youth incorrect information. Incorrectly distributing battle winnings to trainers. It has been discovered that after each loss against a challenger, you distribute a prize of $220. However, in our contract with you, it is stated that the sole trainer of a gym, the battle winnings must uh, for each loss must equal half of the prize money given by the gym leader. Brock's prize is roughly $1,300, which means you should be distributing $650 to each trainer. We have provided more than enough in your trade credit account for such distributions. There should be no reason to withhold this this such uh, this much uh, this sum of massive money from each trainer. Where's the rest of the money going? In conclusion, we have found your recent dishonest behavior reprehensible. You have brought shame to our league's prestigious name and have tarnished the reputation of the Pewter City Gym Leader. Your Pokemon League license has been revoked and you will vacate the premises immediately. Our findings regarding your embezzlement have been forwarded to the Pewter City Police Department. You will never work for another gym in this league again. Regards, Mark Johnson, Director of Human Resources, Canto Pokemon League. I I like so you guys can't see this, but I like that he took the time to find an image of an actual signature to put in there for Mark Johnson. Oh my god, he the level of detail in this is amazing. He always does such a good job in storytelling. I really like that. He should write a fanfic. Um, it would be really good. All right, but uh, that is that is it for Red Seven. I think we should jump into this next one from Mister Sniffles. All right. Hey, Puckle, it's been a while, but it's me, Mr. Siffles, a.k.a. Bo's little bro, just munching on a balanced breakfast of combios and a side of Zumunga Z noodles for a daily dose of heart scales. First of all, I'd like to say some nice things about Batch, because he says he, he likes when we say nice things about him. Your podcast is dope, you're dope, and I'm sorry I couldn't hug you at PuckleCon this year. He ruined We it. missed you. We did. That was everyone's first question, where's Mr. Sniffles? Um, and then everybody was like, wait. Who's Mr. Sniffles? And they were like, <laughs> oh, sorry. Where's Jushiro, LOL? And then that, that's what became a meme. Um, now to the topic. Cave. Crow-Batman. Crow-Batman. Um, I'll start with saying I would definitely want to be a Nurse Joy as my profession in the Pokemon universe. I mean, who doesn't want to heal Pokemon 24-7, including weekends and holidays with no lunch breaks? And when we say we hope to see you again, I don't think they mean they want your Pokemon to get hurt again. I think they mean seeing you as the highlight of their day. In all seriousness, I'd probably want to be a teacher at the trainer school. Helping young adults at age 10 learn the potential of their Pokemon just sounds inspiring. Or I'd be a slowpoke tail or bicycle salesperson because apparently that's where the big bucks are at. As for jobs, 
I wouldn't want to do other than be a Nurse Joy. I wouldn't want to be a Pokemon breeder or the person that runs the daycare because I'm a ditto rights activist. I also wouldn't want to work for Silphco because being held hostage by Team Rocket in Gen 1 and then completely disappearing in Gen 2 does not sound fun. Well, I think that's going to wrap this up now. It's been real puckle peeps. I'll try to be around more. Fart in the shape of a heart, Mr. Sniffles. (laughs) I don't know. You could work for Silphco. Um, I just think they had to downsize after being taken over by Team Rocket. It's fine. Just be, just get downsized. It's a, it's a giant company. It's real life. It happens. I don't know about anything else though. Uh, Slowpoke Tail though. Million dollars per Slowpoke Tail. That's a really expensive meal too. Like it must, those must taste delicious. I mean, if it's a million pokey dollars, that's what like a hundred thousand American dollars. Also, real life business opportunity: make gummy slowpoke tails, sell them. Pokemon Company. Oh, that would be fun, right? They should have did that when they did that slowpoke music video. Yeah, it's like the it's like the it's the strangest thing. <laughs> yes, I mean, there's also a 3ds thing that went with it, and it plays like yeah, this really and- like slow Jamaican music in the background. Mm-hmm. And can we talk about the slowpoke based? Uh, tumblr they have on the website on the poke on the pokemon center website to buy I did not there's oh, a glass tumblr, yeah, with yeah. slowpoke yeah it's everything i'm just slowpoke saying that's good merch you could do that you could totally I'm sell like a gummy slowbro slowpoke tail not slowbro tail but slowpoke tail you could totally do that oh there's my like god a that giant is gummy amazing bro. that is an amazing tumblr you guys should go look that up PokemonCenter.com uh, is legitimately the best thing ever. I'm not going to lie. Oh, they have it on a shirt and a binder, too. The same design. Yeah. That's great. PokemonCenter.com, if everything wasn't so expensive, would just be... Would just, I, I would buy it all the time. I, I'm i so happy that GameStop is slowly just turning into a Pokemon Center. Yeah. Yeah. It's just slowly bit. turning into it. Just wait. I'm just waiting. Nintendo will just buy them out. It's fine. Oh my gosh, you have to buy the Slowpoke belt buckle. That's what you have to do. There's the there's the real prize. You have to buy the belt buckle. Everybody listening right now, stop your car, pull over without your phone, and look at this. In this I wish that I wish that PokemonCenter.com had like an affiliate link. I would put that all over the place. <laughs> yes, because all we do is send people there. Yeah. Uh, all right. But that is it for that email. Our next one is going to be from Jedi DJ and Sublime. You've got this one. Yes. All right. Hey, Thatch and whoever he has, it's Jedi DJ from down here in the swampland of Florida. I want to write in this week for the mail badge or I mean mail bag. Sorry, that was presumptuous. What type of job would I want in the world of Pokemon? I would definitely want to do something where I could explore, collect Pokemon, and see the world. But you told me that I'm not allowed to be a trainer. I also know that I would not want to teach anyone, so things like a professor are out of the question. I thought about a fisherman, but fishing has always struck me as a cruel activity with the fish hooks and all, so I am leaning towards a bug catcher or backpacker. But are those jobs... Is there a job where I could go backpacking and collect resources or something? Maybe I could be something like the Repel Incoordinated ad that you guys run occasionally. Anyways, aside from the mailbag, I've been really into all of the competitive episodes you have been doing. I've also been enjoying the Discord chat a lot. Thanks for making Puckle a great place. Best wishes, Jedi DJ. Yeah, no, we really um, we really appreciate that. But I think a bug yeah. catcher or a backpacker is a job. You could backpack and find things and sell it. 
You're a scavenger. I feel like bug catcher could definitely be a job. Absolutely. I feel like backpacker is for the children of wealthy parents who are like, I'll take a year off from college. I mean, it's <laughs> fine. If you talk to my fiance, bug catcher is already a job I have. So, you know, Boom. it's kind of one of those things. Done. <laughs> I, I bought a cat for that. I, I mean, cat. our cat's useless. She doesn't do anything except meow and jingle in the middle of the podcast. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I think those are real. You could definitely do it. As for competitive episodes, yeah, we did a couple of really heavy ones uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I know a lot of people came in because of them. But if you want more of that, we are going to be doing not this week, but next week, there will be a battle cast on the RU tiers. This is where we actually sit down and we'll actually buckle down and talk about a meta in full force and everything we want to talk about and how to improve in that meta. So if you're really interested in that, check out Puckle Plus. You'll be able to find it there. Um, but yeah, anybody you guys want to give the green Tauros badge to? I feel like we should give it to you. Every week you sit here and you read these emails and you never send in an email. <laughs> so I feel like nominating you for the green Tauros badge. Seems fair. Yeah. Boom. Uh, Thatch has won the green. I agree. So it's a unanimous decision. <laughs> um, we'll give Thatch the green Tauros badge and we'll move on. All right. On you got to request the role on Discord. Yeah. I'll, I'll request it. I'll DM myself. And. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and end the show again if you guys want to email us next week at pucklepodcast.com let us know what's your favorite part of gen 5 or what your favorite gen 5 pokemon is at pucklepodcast at gmail.com you can of course contact us there if you want to do any other cool stuff with the puckle podcast you can hit us up in a number of different ways first you can check out our socials facebook twitter reddit all of those are on pucklepodcast.com i just said this but you can listen to more goodness uh on the puckle plus channel which is over at, on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Puckle Plus channel will be there as well. And you can listen to, I believe this week is TCG Cast, and the week after that's going to be Battlecast. It's a good time. You can listen to more Puckly goodness. Uh, you can check out our Discord. The invite link is in the show notes, as always. And if you want, and to, if you're a patron, that's where I was getting. Our second to. episode of Puckle PTU is coming out this Wednesday. Yep, so definitely check that out if you want to get in on some PTU goodness. All it takes is a dollar at Patreon.com/slash/PucklePodcast to support the show. There, you can also get more rewards if you go to higher tiers. We're gonna have a good time there. And if you want to support the show in different ways, you could go to our T Public store and get cool merch, such as a green Toro shirt or something like I don't know. Um, we have some other stuff like Course La Cola. And a bunch of Piddle teams are still up there as well. And some other stuff that I just found on T Public that I thought looked cool. You guys buy anything there, all that goes and helps out the podcast. So we really do appreciate it. And finally, if you want to check out Jushira and myself on stream, you can check us out at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast on, I believe, right now, Wednesday and Friday. Though things are going to start shifting up a little bit because I think we've got Shamu getting added to the mix. And you can check us out there. And if you want to support us there as well, if you have a free, if you have an Amazon Prime membership, you get a free Twitch subscription, which gives us two bucks. And we really do appreciate that. So I think that's my spiel. And I guess here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Gator. And I'm Sublime. And it's closing time.
as always, we would like to thank our patrons who help make this show possible. So we'd like to thank Viger, Duly Noted, Ten Little Men, Andrea, Ilaria, Dr. Shamu, Snag, Dexio, Jushiro, Rotted Mushroom, Jimmy, Ryan, John, Marcus, Claude Nine, The Beauty and the Geek, John, R. Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Jester and the Golden Klefki, Trevor, TJ, Doc Knox, Jesse, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Daniel, Trey B, Greg, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, Jedi DJ, Ozzy, or not Ozzy, the British Gent, Sparky, Nick, Dylan, Shira, Ironcaster, Orange Avenger, Joseph, Hazelnut, Michael, Thomas, Michael, Curtis, Echo, Anime Gravy, Travis, Inferno, Alex, and The Real EV. Thank you for your support, guys. We really appreciate it, and we hope you guys keep supporting us. We have some awesome, cool stuff coming along the way, so please look out for that. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.